0: Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I am your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. So happy to be back with you again for a new episode as we start the month of November. Crazy how fast 2020 is humming along. I know it's been a really hard year, but crazy that we only have a couple of months left in this year. I know this year has been really hard for just about everybody. But what I found myself really focusing on is God's faithfulness through this entire season, and it's just been really cool to see the ways in which God has worked this year, both in my life and other people's lives, and this is a very small example of this, but this week at church, we started a new series all about prayer, sort of looking ahead at the next 40 days and how we want to spend the next 40 days in prayer, and it's just so funny how God works, because today's episode is all about prayer. And I had this scheduled weeks ago, honestly, before I even knew that our church was doing this series about prayer. And this was something that my wife and I had been talking about, about how we really need to be focusing on our prayer life again. And what's really cool is that the tool that we use for our prayers are prayer journals by Val Marie Paper and Val Werner. And Val is my guest this week, talking all about prayer and her new book called Springboard Prayers. And she's got another book coming out next year. Uh, And so I'm just so, so excited to bring this conversation all about prayer, the power and who we pray to, and how to build steady rhythms for a good prayer life. And friends, even if you have a church home, I hope you do, I wanna invite you to check out the series that my church is doing and the 40-day prayer plan that we are going through. If you go to crossland.tv, you can find the information there, or you can go to the show notes and you can find some more information about that. Really, honestly, I want this month to be a start of a prayer journey for me, my listeners, and anybody else who comes across this show. I think it's just something that as as a community, if we join together in prayer for a number of issues, we're going to see God work in so many amazing ways. So I'm so excited that you guys have joined me for this episode in particular. I hope you guys enjoy hearing from Val Werner all about prayer and what a life of prayer looks like. Well, Val Werner is my guest this week. I'm so excited to have you on here, Val. I've been trying to uh, get you on I know for a while. And my wife was really excited when I told her that I had uh booked an interview with you because she was like, you know, really excited that she got to meet you last year at Spring at the Silos and she's been using your prayer journals for years now and, and got me using them as well. So I'm excited to talk to you about prayer. And so how you doing? Yeah, I'm
1: I'm oh I'm not gonna say oh, good. I'm okay. We just had a hurricane, <laughs> we just had a lot of crazy news with our business, but um yes I'm glad to be here
0: <laughs> so where, <laughs> where do you live just
1: do says, you I'm glad to be here
0: <laughs> yeah so do you do you live in Texas like near the I know you you live in the south is it Texas where you live or where is it
1: we live in south Louisiana um, okay so we're like in between we're like two hours from New Orleans and then okay. we're like an hour west of Lake Charles which is what's yeah. been hit yeah. by all the hurricanes so that's
0: that yeah. that area has been hit twice, twice
2: now
1: yeah yeah bad ones too. Like it, it's They most of the houses had tarps on them. And then, so for the second one, the tarps just blew right off. So. Oh my
0: gosh. I can't imagine. But we went down when I was in high school, like shortly after, after Katrina and, um, you know, yeah. even, even, even years after it, it was still affected. So yeah. I can only imagine how long a recovery like that takes. And I, hopefully not too long, but
1: yeah. I can only imagine. Okay. It's it's an amazing opportunity for everybody to rally together. So you you feel the hope there, even though it's you know
0: devastated. Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, I would say a big part of that would involve prayer, which is what we're going to talk about today. So your uh, your prayer journals are something that that we've been using in in our house since you know since we've been married, and my wife's been using it well before I even knew her. Um, I guess where did you get this idea to start creating these prayer journals that people could go month to month and you know, list out their prayers for the, for the, 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 month, the year or however long they want to.
1: Yeah. Um, so I was actually pregnant with my first daughter and, um, I just remember being very anxious and overwhelmed with like pregnancy. Um, and also feeling like I wanted to be praying for other people that I knew that I was, that were pregnant, other people that were trying. And I remember trying to keep just like a blank moleskin notebook. And it, it's weird how like in your mind, this doesn't, I don't, I don't feel like it totally makes sense, but in my head, I was like, I don't know where to like start over or where to pray every day. I don't know. Like it. it's just this never ending list unless you organize it. So, um, for me, I just kind of pictured this format where I can do categories by the month and then I can switch every month and some things rolled over, some things didn't. Um, but honestly, I really thought it had to exist. So for two months, I like searched for it online thinking, somebody's thought of this already. Yeah. Um, and whenever I couldn't find it, my, um, I was doing wedding invitations at the time. So my printer was like, I can print this for you if you want. Um, but I had to print a certain amount. So from there, I just shared it with our audience and, um, it, it's crazy how it's, uh, it, I I always say like, it's just crazy to see how many we have been able to to put out in the world because I really just thought I was making it for myself, and I was the only one who were, or who struggled with focusing in prayer. Which now it sounds silly to say, <laughs> but that's all of the time.
0: <laughs> that's such a cool story though, because it, it just a lot of times you know you hear people they create stuff because they want to create stuff to sell, but this was birthed out of kind of like filling a, a filling a need. And I know like whenever I watch shows like Shark Tank, a lot of the products that really do well. They're birthed out of something that they realized was a need that they had. And it wasn't really to solve like like to sell a bunch of stuff, it was to solve a problem. And yours was was kind of to do that. So when did you kind of know? I guess after I I guess after people started buying a lot, but when did you know that this was kind of a an idea that was gonna stick with people?
1: Man, um, so we we um started selling them probably the week before my daughter was born. And then by two weeks after, we shipped out a hundred orders, and I was just like I couldn't have fathomed that we would ever sell that many. So um, I think that's whenever it was like, okay, this is, you know, this is a real business. And, you know, I kept doing the wedding invitations for a while, but it was at some point where, when it was like, this is, this is what I want to focus on. Mm -hmm. And we don't just want to make journals. We want to talk about prayer and like help people actually use it, you know?
0: Yeah. So prayer could be one of those things. And you, you know, you've written about this on your website too, about how people really do sometimes struggle to have a structured prayer life. And obviously as Christians, that's something that we want to be, we want to perfect that area of our life, but we, what we struggle with it sometimes. And, you know, throughout this process, as you've been, as you've been doing these journals for years and really studying and writing and and thinking about prayer, what have you found are some of the main reasons why Christians do struggle with prayer? Because it would seem like that would be the most fundamental thing Mm -hmm. for a Christian to do, but yet it's something that we still struggle with.
1: Yes. Okay. Great question. Um, I think there's, there's so many different reasons. Some of them are like internal obstacles that we have. Like if we don't believe prayer, like makes a difference, we're not going to pray. Um, we don't get up from prayer instantly feeling different every time. Um, that can happen. You can like feel joy and feel peace after, but a lot of times you feel the exact same way as whenever you sat down. Mm -hmm. So it can just feel easy. Like this is I'm not, I'm not getting any gains from this. You know, there's no immediate reward or whatever. So I think that's a big reason we don't, we just can't physically see that it's not tangible. Um, That's actually one reason people have commented love in the journals is because there's a page for answered prayers. And when you can actually see it, it's that it's just a little way to make it tangible. But, um, I think there, there, there are a lot of struggles. How do we pray? Um, How does what I say make any difference? Because if that's the case, aren't I like controlling God or, you know, like things like that. It's just very hard, a hard concept to reconcile. And there's, we just have to manage the tension of knowing that we don't control God, um, but our prayers do affect um, the outcome of our lives and also how we experience things. So yeah, I hope that helps. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, one thing that I've written, and I'm curious to get your your thoughts on this, because I, I wrote something about prayer. I don't know if it was last, I think it was last summer that I wrote this, um, but it was a piece that I was pretty proud of. I think this this got published by Relevant, so I was pretty happy with this. Yeah. But one thing that I, I just was thinking about prayer, and one thing that dawned on me was, in my opinion, really, there's no such thing as an unanswered prayer, because if I pray for something and I want, say, say that I want something to happen, all right, I, in my own worldly selfish desires, I want something to happen. I pray for that to happen. It doesn't happen. Most people would say, God didn't answer my prayer, but really, you know, if if we have studied what prayer really looks like and what God's heart for us looks like, we know sometimes God's discernment for our lives doesn't include what we want to do for our lives. And so, if I pray that I, I want this job and that doesn't happen, it doesn't mean that God didn't answer that prayer. It means that maybe him not allowing me to go down that road was an answered prayer in itself because it allowed me to do something else or it prevented me from something else. So basically what I, what I was trying to convey was God's will for our lives is far greater than we can ever know. Mm-hmm. And we will never know everything that is supposed to be for our lives. So we have selfish desires. We have earthly desires, but those may not always be, what's a part of God's will for us. And so for me, it kind of it reshaped my heart of prayer where I don't necessarily pray, God, please let this be done. It's let your will be done. And then let me be content with what your will is. So I'm yeah. curious, like, does that make any sense? Like, I know that you've studied prayer, you've written a lot about prayer, yeah. like to think about, like, really, when you think about it, God doesn't answer or not answer. I mean, I guess he answers prayers. It's not that he leaves prayers unanswered. It's just that he answers them in his own way that really is better for our lives than we would ever even really know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we can pray things that are not in line with his will, like just selfish desires. Like I know that I can't think of the Bible verse, but you don't have because you don't ask and because you ask with the wrong motives. So like one thing I really noticed as I was studying the Bible this year, and this is, you know, going to be in the net, the book of on prayer is about everything that happens. The miracles that we see in the Bible are intended for God's glory. So a lot of times I think we aren't seeing, I don't want to say answered prayer or like we, we are seeing God answer prayers, but the reason we're not seeing the miracles and the big things is because well, I, I think this, um, what would we do with that? If, if our goal with an answered prayer is to just silently take credit for it or think, yeah, like, I'm so excited. I got this job on my own, whatever. Um, what I don't want to say what's God's motive, but if God's ultimate goal is to bring glory to God, then that doesn't answer that doesn't align with his will. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the people that I see who experience a lot of miracles and things in their life, answered prayers, um, in that sense, they bring God the glory. We see that throughout the Bible. And um, it's, yeah, I don't know uh, if that makes sense exactly, if that goes along with it. But the the bringing glory to God is huge. And I think, of course, like God, Tim Keller has a quote, and I will butcher it. But something about like, if we knew what God knows, we would agree with what he would do for us or not do for us. Yeah. Um, But we don't have the knowledge that he has. So we can't, we are praying with limited knowledge. And as long as we are praying and saying, God, this is what I want, but I trust you ultimately. Like that's what, that's how we can come to him. Um, And and as we pray, that's going to change our heart so that we can say that and really mean it.
0: Yeah, I love that approach because that's, I think ultimately, in my opinion, how how we should approach prayer is, you know, this is God, this is what I want. This is my desire, but also being fully aware that what we desire may not be what God desires for us. And yeah. I think the hardest part is then being okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we want something really, really badly, you know, and we're like, man, I've worked so hard for this. Maybe even going to the, as far as thinking I deserve this yeah. and it doesn't happen um, uh, you know, we can tend to maybe feel angry at God. We can get, uh, maybe like you said, can turn people off of prayer and in your conversations with people who maybe that has been their experience. What, what have you said to them to kind of keep encouraging them that prayer really does work, even though it may look like it's, it may seem like it's hard to see that right now.
1: Yeah. Um, I talk about um, just knowing like us really knowing who God is. If we really know who God is, we know we can trust him. If we know that he's capable, if we know that he can hear us, if we know that he's powerful enough to do things, if we know that he loves us, then we will trust him with whatever he does. Um, And I also think about like the old Testament, like we kind of talk about how the old Testament is this book about like an avengeful God but he's over and over telling his people, Hey, do this, do this, do this. Like, I want you, I'm, I'm literally trying to rescue you and you'll keep ignoring me, but he keeps giving them chance after chance. Mm -hmm. And that's love. Like we expect love to be just accept me in this way, but he's God and he's perfect. And part of what makes him perfect is that he like the sin, like he doesn't get tangled up in the sin like that. So, um, so yeah, I, That's honestly, like, that is a a huge part of the book of just thinking, like, I feel like so many times in the book, I keep coming back to this phrase of like, and that's how you know, God, you could trust God because so much of that is, it's hard to trust when we've been hurt before, when we've gone through hard things. So yeah, that's, that's definitely something I hear from, as I talk to people about prayer.
0: And one thing you just mentioned a little bit ago Was we kind of have this tendency as people, and I think this is a product of our generation, especially with social media and the way that things are are going. We are so prone to want things instantaneously. You know, we our mind we have a very short attention span compared to past generations. We are so used to things being there right when we want it. You know, you can go to a coffee shop and get a coffee within five minutes. We just aren't really content on waiting on a lot of things to happen too. So when we pray for something and we have to wait a while. I think there are some Christians that, or maybe even non-Christians who pray, and they're there, they they want to know if God is real, and they don't see it happen right away. Um, I think that that waiting period is actually what really uh, refines us. It's what it's yeah. what helps us grow. But so many people, and, and that's, this is me included, struggle a lot of times with that waiting period. We don't know how long are we going to have to wait. Like, I'm content waiting, but only on my time. Like I'm content waiting as long as I want to wait, but sometimes we don't want to wait as long as God wants us to wait. So, uh, you, you kind of hit on that earlier, but I'm kind of interested in your thoughts on expanding that just a little bit, like how much of that aspect of it is, uh, a part of it that makes it so tough for us to, uh, not just to pray, but to believe in prayer.
1: Yes. Okay. So the waiting is huge and that gets me fired up talking about it because I feel like the Lord is taught me so much about waiting and how beautiful waiting is. So if we pray something and God responds right away, that's not faith. That's us trusting a vending machine to work. You know, if I put a coin in, I get something out. That's not faith. But if we, if we have faith in a God who we have to wait on for weeks, months, years for something that you're exercising your faith and you're bringing so much glory to God. Um, I think like, Yeah. Just to say like, if it's immediate, it's not faith that it's just us trusting the science of like, I do something and you do something like bouncing off a wall. So I think there's, there's so much beauty. There's beauty in repetition. There's beauty in praying the same things over and over again. Um, I know for us, we, I was reading a book and it was this uh, Evelyn Christensen. She writes, wrote a bunch on prayer like years ago. But they talked about praying for a conference for a year and a half before it actually happened. And I was just like, man, to have that dedication and faith. So basically I read that in May and I decided I'm going to be praying. This is a very audacious prayer, but I felt like the Lord put on my heart to pray that we would sell 100,000 copies of this book that's not coming out till next year. Now, for context, we sold like 15,000 of my last book. So this isn't even, we're not even in the same like arena yeah. if this happens, it's 100% going to be God. Um, but it, it got me excited to say like, I'm going to start praying for that now. Like I want to pray for something that I know I'm never going to see the fruit of for probably years and years, if it even ever happens. Yeah. Um. But it's motivating. It's exciting to do that. Cause you just know that that's putting, you're putting so much faith in God yeah. knowing I'm not going to get anything from this tomorrow, but I still, this is how much I'm believe in
0: this yeah so you've mentioned your new book that's coming out next year Um, you just had something come out earlier I guess it was in September it's called springboard prayers and that was I guess the idea is maybe for those people that do struggle with prayer Mm -hmm. it kind of gives them some some pre-written prayers that they can go to at certain times of the day and, and I guess in certain situations I guess kind of explain that idea and what you hope people can get out of that
1: yeah, so we have had people ask for years to write a prompted prayer book, and I've been very hesitant because our whole heart is to help people um, pray, like learn how to pray. And I just, I guess, I just worried that it would like stunt that. Yeah. Um. But sorry, that my kids just got home, so I hope they're not trying to bust on the door or something. But um, so it, it honestly, it came. I don't even remember when the idea happened, but I wrote most of it during quarantine. But um. it's basically written out prayers, but then there's also some questions to just kind of help you keep the prayer going. And then, um, a question that you ask God so that you're kind of leaving the conversation, um, with like, I, the idea that like you, if you ask somebody a question, the posture of your heart is that you're going to be listening. So it's kind of like we're leaving prayer with a posture of listening for what God's going to say. So, um, the book has that, and then there's prayers throughout, and we, like, list, or not prayers, uh, scripture throughout the prayer, so that you're also learning how to use scripture in prayer. So, yeah, it's um, 125 prayers, and I, it was, it was cool to write, and, you know, you kind of design products, and that's one product I didn't think I would benefit from because I wrote them, but I have been used. I have the one copy that we have right now. They're, they're coming, we're, we pre-ordered them, but I have the one copy and I've been using it. I carry it with me all the time. And it's been just super encouraging because I obviously still have moments where I don't know what to say in prayer, so
0: yeah. And and it's broken up into six categories. I guess explain the six categories and how you decided on those six to focus on. Yeah,
1: so there's a section um, for circumstances, your emotions, um, and those are you know kind of basic, like if you're feeling something or going through something, you know you can go to that page to pray. And then there's time of day, which is just really simple. If you don't know where to start, start at the time of day. Um, and then we have prayers for prayer, which I was really excited to include because we want to be praying for a prayer life. And honestly, that is one section. The other day I like flipped to it because I was like, I haven't been using this, but <laughs> this is what I want to be praying for is my prayer life to grow. Um, and then we have for the house. Oh man, is there another one? But the house one is basically so that you can pray throughout. Oh, people. Um, the house one, you can pray in whatever room of your house. You so you pray something different, cover it in prayer as you're cleaning, or we've had people use our house prayers as like when they move into a house um, to just bless it basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And then people, yes. We pray for all different types of people. And um, yeah.
0: I, I liked that. I, it was the, on your website, it was like, yes, this isn't a typo we are writing this uh, you know oh. pr- praying for prayers which is like you would think that that might have been a typo but no it's like yeah praying just to, to either learn the posture of your heart for prayer or just learn how to pray which i think that was kind of a cool idea so i think it's that's deep that you uh-huh. that you included that and you've got so your, your book that's coming out in october of 2021 and mm-hmm. um, you said there's not even a title for it yet so we're getting the really really early look into this yeah. so tell us the uh I, I think you you just finished it because uh we moved this interview to this week because you had a deadline in early October. So, um, I guess it's freshly, freshly done, freshly finished. Um, what is the idea for this? And and I guess, are you, do you have an idea of what you want it to be titled or I guess what's, what's kind of the idea for this book?
1: Yes. Okay. So, um, it it definitely morphed. I've probably shared some of it, but this is the first time I'm be sharing what it actually came out to be. Um, but it's, it's based off of the scripture verse about, um, running, um, unhindered and, um, the idea that we need to throw off the weights that are entangling us from basically just running in, like running in prayer with the Lord. Um, so each chapter is a different weight that we struggle with. So it's, um, it's basically just addressing that it covers. I don't want to say everything about prayer because that's impossible, but, um, it really does cover so many of the things that I've heard people struggle with. Um, and then we, we obviously look at scripture. I read a lot of the Bible through the lens of prayer this year. Um, and it's, it's insane what we know about prayer from the Bible. Like prayer feels very, um, it feels very like just hard to nail down <laughs> sometimes, but God talks, he he says a lot about it. We see a lot of people praying. We see a lot of examples of so many things. So, that's the heart of it. Um, I think the title that I put on there was a vibrant prayer life. Um, I wanted to do prayer unhindered. I just thought I'm not going to be able to say that phrase. like, wait, wait. was it prayer unhindered and unhindered prayer life? Whatever it was and unhindered just tripped me up every time. So I like, I don't want to have to say that, <laughs> but that's basically the idea. The idea is just how to run with God, um, without like how to throw off the weights in our prayer life and um, not feel so stuck really.
0: That's awesome. I, I like that a lot. And one of the things that I guess you, we, we can get back to the book too here a little bit, cause I, I do want to know a little bit more about it. But one thing that I, I wrote down, cause I was interested as I was looking through, mm-hmm. you know, just more about some of your content. One of the things you said that you love talking about this idea of margin and mm-hmm. I guess, what do you mean by that? And, and what is it? How does that fit into our prayer life? Or I guess just yeah. our life in general?
1: Yeah. Um, so margin is basically just having space in our life to where we are not wall to wall busy to where we have space. Um, so like my word for the year is make room. And my heart behind that was the fact that like, I wanted to just kind of clear out some of the clutter in my life so that I could make room for God. Um, and it's like, we know, we know God can, can speak to us through anything, but so many times it's in a whisper. It's, he's not going to yell over, you know, us watching Netflix or, you know, constantly having to be around people or whatever, we need to make space for him. And I think like for me, Margin, as it relates to prayer and my whole life, like um, is having space so that we can hear God, but also look for opportunities. Like it's been really big for us to not have as much chaos in our own home, like with after school activities and things like that. To where we can invite the chaos of other people basically um and i know we talked about the hurricane but like last weekend we were able to have people stay at our house we were able to cook meals for people we were able to do stuff for the neighborhood and um if we were if we didn't have the space to do that it'd be very easy to either cram it in and like bite each other's heads off or we wouldn't do it at all so it's we know not everything God wants us to do is going to be on our schedule, so we have to make room for for the amazing things that he has for us.
0: Yeah, I love that line about eliminating the chaos from your life to invite the chaos of other people's into yours. I think that's just a beautiful way to think about it. And One of the things that I wanted to ask you about was just about that idea of disorganization, because I think if we're disorganized as people, I think that that can really affect our prayer life. And disorganization is something that I have always struggled with, and I have to give my wife credit. She keeps our house in immaculate shape. I just have never been very good at keeping things clean, and she is very, very good at that. And I just know that whenever I feel organized in my own life, that it does translate to my prayer life. And I know that you've written and talked about that, but what is the correlation between disorganization in our lives and our prayer life?
1: Yeah, um, so I will say that I, I have a disposition where like clutter drives me crazy. So I feel like it's easy for me to choose that. Like I'm gonna I know there's like high high what's a I don't know what it's called, but high capacity people, that's what it is, who can just handle a lot more of the chaos around them. And for me, um I think I'm so sensitive to it that I respond to it quicker, but I think all of us would sh- would struggle with that if we got to experience the organization. Um, like, I think if we experienced that organization, we'd be like, whoa, I don't even know how I was doing that, you know? Um, but I think organization with prayer life, honestly, like that's why we have the journals. Like it's, our thoughts are so all over the place. It is so easy to sit down and pray. And then like two minutes later, you're thinking about your to-do list or you're checking the weather, like I like checking the weather on my phone when I could just go to the door instead of like open that can of worms on my phone, you know, um, we, we could just get so distracted and just having something that you can look at that's organized is, um, has been huge in helping me pray for the things that I've already decided I care about. And that's the biggest thing you've already decided you care about these things. So that's what I want to put my attention on when I do have time to pray.
0: Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with Val real quick to invite you to subscribe to my weekly newsletter, The Journey. Each week I send out some encouragement, some motivation, some scriptural truth through a weekly devotional. and. Usually there are some deals in there too. If you like free stuff, if you like free books, free coffee, that sort of stuff, that'll also be in there occasionally. And you'll get a link directly to my podcast each week. So it'll take you right to uh, this episode. And all you've got to do is click on the button. But I really have enjoyed this community of people. And I hope that those of you that have signed up, it has blessed you. And if you haven't signed up, go ahead while we're on a break, head to the show notes and click on the newsletter link and sign up, or you can head to my website, coleclaiborne.com, find the newsletter tab, and sign up there. So we're gonna take just a quick break, and we will be back with Val Werner right after this.
2: Hi, my name is Tim Ferrara, founder of Discerning Dad. I would like to invite you to listen to my podcast, Everyday Discernment. My podcast helps Christians grow in discernment and make decisions that honor God. My goal is to help equip you with practical steps in order to make better decisions today by using the Bible as a roadmap to your life. I have guests on my podcast who share stories of a time they had godly discernment and a time they did not, so we can learn and grow together. I've had some amazing guests on so far, like Sean Bowles, Matt Brown, Rashawn Copeland, and Jonathan Rumi, who plays Jesus on The Chosen. I have many more awesome guests planned, and I hope you listen to the Everyday Discernment podcast and that it helps you deepen your walk with Jesus Christ. You can find me, Discerning Dad, on all social media platforms by searching for Discerning Dad, and you can find the Everyday Discernment podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks and God bless.
0: You know, people have the tool of the, they have the tool of the prayer journal. They buy this, they have already made a commitment that they want to mm-hmm. make prayer a priority for their life. but I think what happens is that people have this and they still need to make the heart change that prayer then becomes mm-hmm. our priority. So they have the tool, but and sitting down to write is one thing, but like, it's really, I think the ultimate change comes from within people's heart to make it where they mm-hmm. sit down for five, 10 minutes a day to prayer, to pray. Cause you know, we have no problem scrolling on our phone, looking at social media, but the minute that we want to sit down and pray, it's like, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for 10 minutes. It seems like a long time. How do we get away from feeling like prayer is a burden and actually it's an opportunity to speak to the creator of the universe? How do we what what are your yes. tips for people to change the posture of their heart for that reason?
1: Yes, that's so good. And um and yeah, that's something I come back to a lot is just remembering we're getting to talk to the creator of the universe. He knows everything if there's anybody that I want to have a conversation with and that I don't want to be the one who talks the whole time, it's him. But you know, that's hard. We like to, we like to talk, we forget that. But, um, I think the biggest thing has been learning, like reading the Bible through the lens of prayer and seeing it happen. Like when I look at fasting, if the number of people who fasted in the Bible is insane. Like the thing, the miracles that we see happen, if we're like, man, I wish I was like so-and-so, I wish I got to experience that. Well, they're fasting. They're they are spending, you know, incredible time with the Lord and they're not expecting it to happen overnight. They're not expecting it to just start. And then you pray for 10 minutes and you think, well, God didn't do anything like that obviously didn't work. That's not the heart. The heart is I'm going to commit to this because I believe it's true. Um, and if I don't believe it's true, read your bible that's reading your bible and praying are so intertwined like you cannot separate them it's good you're reading your bible is going to change the way you pray and prayer is going to change the way you read the bible so that would be the big things um i could go on and on but that that would be the, the biggest thing is just if you know the bible and you see prayer you see how much people cry out to god you see how many times it says and god responded you will be blown away that you get to pray to him too. Yeah.
0: And what are, this is a perfect segue into a question that I thought of earlier that I wanted to ask you, and this is probably a loaded question. And it's something that you could probably talk for hours on as well, but what are some examples in your own life that you can prove that prayer really does work when people maybe come to you and they say, I don't, I don't know that prayer. I don't know that God's listening to me. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously we can only speak for our own story, but what are some examples that you can absolutely point to and say, God was listening to me here and prayer really does work.
1: Okay. So I'm going to tell you a story that happened last night. And this is crazy um, because I was spiraling. We had a really hard day yesterday, work-wise just some things go wrong and I spiraled so bad. I spent eight hours on my phone yesterday. I normally spend like two hours. Wow. Um, and so I literally, I get on Instagram and I'm like, guys, can y'all pray for me? Like I need, I, and and it wasn't about the time I spent on the phone. It was about the work struggle, but, uh, and I didn't go into it. Um, but I basically just asked for prayer because I saw how much time I spent and I knew I was spiraling. So I was like, I need some, you know, God's divine intervention on this because, I really do feel like what we're doing, what we have come out is going to be really big. And I feel like the enemy just really wants to stop it. So, um, I had a lot of people DM me saying they were praying for me. It was really encouraging and sweet. Um, in the middle of the night I woke up, I thought I heard somebody knocking on the door. Um, and then I thought I heard somebody open the door. I like literally go check. Cause I hear it. It's that loud. I don't, for some reason, I'm not panicked by it. There's a piece. And then the Lord brings to mind the verse, um, I stand at the door and knock, um, and I went to bed feeling like, um, or I, I kept sleeping talk oh, Sorry. I'm like jumbled cause I anyway. haven't articulated this very well yet because <laughs> it just happened. But, um, I, um. So I went to, I, I finished sleeping, but it was this, it was just such an amazing sleep. Cause I feel like the Lord was telling me to pray for our country, to pray for revival. I'm working on a post on revival for next week. And it was just like this really sweet time of really praying for our country that, um, even this verse, I stand at the door and knock and whoever opens, you know, um, and so I did that. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, I gotta go check this verse out. Like, what's the context what's around it? Why did this come to my mind? Um, and I go read about it, and it is about the church of Laodicea, and the lukewarm church, and everything that I was talking about with revival paralleled so much with this. And I'm, I'm literally um,
0: getting goosebumps as you're telling this, which is so weird. Uh, like, like it's just like yeah. I, I'm just I'm imagining like this whole like. I love stories like this. Not to interrupt you, but it's like I can yeah. yeah
2: no, you're
1: fine. <laughs> I, it's so weird because I woke up and I told my husband I was like, "This is gonna sound crazy because we do we want to just." our gut reaction is to feel like we didn't hear from God because we know that that sounds weird. We're not saying we heard God audibly. Like I, no, I didn't. It, it's, it's not like that. It doesn't have to be weird, but God speaks and he speaks through scripture, which again is why it's so important to know scripture. So I'm reading all this and it's paralleling. It's talking about the, the lukewarm church. And then I read about my mom is really into like the end times and like, she like loves knowing about that and the prophecies and stuff. Yeah. So, um, she talks about it a lot and we get tired of it. So, (laughs) but I was like, I texted her. I was like, mom, I was like, the you were telling me about the lay or the seven churches and how they parallel with different times in history. I had never really heard this. I kind of thought it was a little weird that she said this. And then I looked at like a lot of scholars who wrote on it, but basically the time, the age that we're in right now is, is there's, they say, is like the Laodicean church, the lukewarm church. And so putting all this together, I was just thinking, I never ever in my life would have put that together had it not been the Lord speaking to me. And I honestly don't think he could have gotten through to me had people not been interceding and praying for me. Because like I said, I had been on my phone looking at Instagram for eight hours. There's no way. Um, so that was just a really just fresh example. But, um, but yeah, I feel like I'm excited for that series of posts because I feel like we, we keep talking about wanting revival in our land because we're scared of what's going on, but we, I know for me, I didn't realize what I was asking for revival is confronting our sins. It's confronting um, the reality of separation from God. And like, that's huge things, but man, if we could, if we could get comfortable with the idea of being uncomfortable with that, like crazy things would happen. So that's a big answer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And one thing that you've been, you've posted about too, and, 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 you know, we've seen this all over and and right now it's such a politically divisive time because of the elections coming up and just the way that 2020 has gone. And, you know, it just, it's a very divisive uh, Mm -hmm. time right now. And Christians are called to pray for our political leaders whether we agree or disagree with them and i think for even some christians that can be hard you know maybe there's people that they really don't like donald trump or they really don't like joe biden or they really don't like nancy pelosi or somebody like that how do we how do we and this is true for maybe anybody that we disagree with or don't uh, see eye to eye with um you know when we're called to pray it's not just praying for ourselves but also for those who we love and our brothers and sisters in christ um So how do, if, if that's something we struggle with, how do we get past that and understand that it is important for us to pray even for those people that maybe we have differences with?
1: Yes. Okay. So my first thought is, let's say you just hate whoever, whoever wins this election, you just hate them. Um, Pray that the Lord would speak through them. Like we, I think sometimes we think somebody is so far gone. There's no way God could speak to that person. Well, guess what? If God, got a hold of the heart of the president like how many people would get to see that you know like on display so just don't first of all don't think that anything's impossible also don't think that just what you want is what you want to happen to them pray for our enemies it's not hey god pray that they do what i want it's we're truly praying for them and it's as we pray that our hearts change. So you don't have to like get your heart right before you pray for them. Just give it to them. Um, I had a situation recently where I kind of had like this disagreement with somebody and it had, it had taken root, um, or, uh, like the root of bitterness, just, it was big. And I finally like let it go. And I'm, it, it was a very small thing in my life compared to like all the amazing things, like just whatever, but it, whenever I let it go, it changed so much. And I think we just need to realize that when we have this offensiveness, this, this, whatever is we feel against somebody, it is hurting ourselves so much more than it's hurting them. We know that, but like, just if you pray about it, it gives you, you're basically like breaking the hold that it has on you and you're yeah. giving it to God.
0: Yeah. So. I love that. And I love that you've got, you know, this, this uh springboard prayer book that came out this year and who knows what 2021 is going to bring let's hope that it's not nearly as crazy as 2020 but you know i think i think a book on prayer is always going to be timely but specifically knowing you know what the next year could look like whether that's politically culturally societally uh, what are you most grateful for in terms of being able to put this book out now. Um, Obviously it's a year from now when it's coming out. So we really don't know, but like, I guess the fact that you finished it now and you know that it's coming Mm -hmm. out and maybe some of the stuff that we're going through now will still be fresh. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think some of the battles we've been facing this year, civil rights battles, political strife, some of those things I think are always going to be evergreen issues. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess when you look at it through that lens what are you most grateful for in terms of this book coming out into the world and hopeful that people will be able to take uh, the words that are in there to their heart.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it's gonna challenge us. Um, I know I've said, I, I say this at the end of the book, like I feel like I've been guilty of making prayer palatable for people. So like I, I speak a lot to moms cause I wrote a book on motherhood before. And I it's like in an effort to make sure that moms don't feel guilty for like not having a lot of time to pray. I've talked a lot about how it can, prayer can fit in the small spaces of your life. And that is true. But I think I haven't been challenging us enough to like, say like, no, like dedicate 30 minutes, get up early, do the hard things like this matters. And, um, I think that's going to be a big part of, of just pushing through the casualness of prayer and we're not doing it because it makes us feel good or for the peace and the joy, which does come with it. But it's not about that. It's about getting to communicate with your creator. It's about um breaking the strongholds that we have. It's about getting humble. It's about confession. It's about lamenting. It's all these things that like we can be very casual about. And um, like I said, I know I'm guilty of that of just not challenging people enough because I don't I don't want it to, I don't want you to be turned off by how hard prayer is. But I think we also need to know that prayer is hard, but it it it's it's rewarding because we've put so much into it and we have not put in to it what the potential of it. And when we read books of these like great leaders throughout history and the crazy stories they have about prayer, we're not experiencing it because we're not, we're not putting the same effort into it, but we are expecting it. We feel entitled to that. So, um, yeah, I, that I'm glad you asked that. That's a great question.
0: <laughs> yeah. it's kind of abstract. Cause it's like, we're looking ahead to a year from now. We don't know what the world's mm-hmm. going to be like, but um, it's, I'm going to guess there's going to be some level of craziness no matter what's going on, because that's just kind of seems how the last few years have been going. But, um, but yeah, one of the final questions I always love to ask people. So um, the show is called in no hurry. And so a lot of that, the idea for that, you know, was we do live kind of busy lives, kind of what we're talking about where we struggle to sit down and pray and to, to carve out time, really not just prayer, but just time with God in general, we, we struggle to, um, put down the, the busyness of our lives. We almost wear the busyness as a badge of honor. Um, and so the idea was creating space and kind of, you know, advocating for creating space to slow down, be with our creator, pray, um, spend time with God and really just to kind of relax and rest as well. So whenever your life and you mentioned you had a crazy day at work yesterday, whenever your life is kind of, um, hectic or it's out of control or you you just can't seem to slow down a little bit. What are some things that you go to, to sort of force yourself to slow down, relax and just sort of um, recenter yourself?
1: So if I have like five or 10 minutes, there's an app called the pause app and it's John Eldridge. I'm pretty sure he he, is attached to his latest book. Um, But it's basically like, like it's like just a prayer. You just pause, you breathe. And it has, I had a really big breakthrough. Um, I've had several breakthroughs as I do this because I usually do it whenever I'm really spun up. So, that's a really quick one. Um I also like to go to the pool. Like I actually did that today. We have a pool in our neighborhood and um it is it feels so indulgent to go to the pool by myself, but sometimes whenever I'm stressed at the house, I'll go and I'll just sit there with a book or nothing and it's you're in nature, you're able to, you're in a relaxed mode to where you kind of force yourself to relax. Um, And then on a bigger scale, like uh, I told you earlier, we, we go, we've taken a month off um, and it's not off. We still work there, but we go to this little city that um, you basically just hike everywhere. There's just, I don't know. There's a lot of rest there. And that, oh, we actually first got there because, I didn't want to keep promising my husband, like, oh, things will slow down once I finish the book. So after yeah. my first book was written, literally it was due maybe May 1st, we left June 1st for the month. And it was a, it was a way that I knew, like, I'm going to struggle to like, want to do more. And this is like me forcing myself to slow down. So I know that's not possible for everybody, but it was definitely something we made happen because we knew we needed to basically. Yeah.
0: Well, Val, this is great. Where can people connect with you if they want to check out your prayer journals? Maybe they want to get, uh, they want to, you know, start with a, with a, getting prayer as a priority in their life. Where, where can, I know a lot of stuff's on your website, but where can people go to find your stuff and to connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, valmarypaper.com has everything. We love to blog about prayer too and just encourage you, even if you don't have the journals. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Val Warner, W O E R N E R.
0: Perfect. Well, hey, thank you so much. This is great to talk about prayer. And especially as we kind of near a new year, I think that's always kind of a a seminal moment where people like to try to recenter and, you know, set goals for themselves. And I think as we close out this year and enter into 2021, really, there's never a bad time to start uh, making prayer a priority. But I think people are really starting, you know, they've got changes they want to make. This is always kind of the time of the year that people start looking into that so this is a perfectly timed conversation so thank you so much for joining me and this is this is great thanks for having me well friends what can i say i just i think that that's a perfectly timed conversation about prayer if you're listening to this on november 2nd when this episode comes out obviously we are a day away from the presidential election and between that and everything else that's been going on this year there's just no telling as to what all we're going to need to be praying about this year. And I just think that as we enter the end of the year, start a new year, recentering our prayer life is just going to be so vital. Again, I want to invite you, if you're looking for a way to get involved with a prayer journey, check out the one that our church is doing, 40 Days of Prayer. Also, be sure to check out any of Val's Prayer journals. These are what my wife and I use. It basically breaks it down each month where you can pray for your friends, your family, your job, all sorts of different ways that you can just list out your prayers. And like she said, there are spots there for answered prayers as well. Also, this is episode 50. I don't want to let this opportunity go by without saying thank you to those of you who have supported me along this journey. I had a mentor say to me that the goal. Of most podcasters is to get to at least fifty episodes, and we've done it. Thank you guys for being along for the ride. This has been a lot of fun, and like always, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Make sure to check out the links in the show notes to give Val a follow. Let her know that you enjoyed hearing her on this show. Be sure to share this episode on social media so that your followers can see this as well. I think it's a good way to spread the word. If you're a supporter of the show, obviously telling your friends and family who you think might be interested is a big help to me and. Helps get this show in front of other people who might find some value in it as well. But as always, I hope you guys have a great week. I hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we will see you back next
2: week.